You're listening to the Average Sports Guys podcast with Eddie and Marcus. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Yo, yo. This is Marcus and Eddie. Yeah. We're the Average Sports Guys. This is the Average Sports Guys podcast. It has been more than a month of Sundays since we have recorded. Um, it's we been left a minute. Off, yeah, we left off. It was episode 30, so this is 31. 31. Yeah, so, uh, well, as everybody knows pretty much around the world, um, there's a global pandemic, so... Yeah. Um, we are set up a little bit different. Marcus is at home. I am here in the studio. Um, yes, sir. So we are still uh, going to do a pod. So Yes, sir. Um, Got to. Yeah, man. So like I said, I mean, it's been it's been a minute. It's been a while. Um, Definitely a while. As we are creeping closer to what would be um, NFL training camp, uh, we decided let's go ahead and figure out how to set up and start doing podcast even if it's remote because i know all two or three of our uh listeners um (laughs) (laughs) i know they want to hear from us so 100 percent. yeah man um but just real quick so what what's been going on in marcus's world man uh... look since covid (laughs) i've been in my house um online learning is trash (laughs) <laughs> like when I say trash, it's, it was just three times as much work. Don't get me wrong. I love a kid. I love my kids. I love the county I work in. Um, it was just that much more difficult, like calling parents and tracking them down and stuff like that. Um, not being able to go to the gym was a little annoying. Like I swear I put on like 15 pounds, just eating snacks and, and oh, yodels yeah. and all kinds of crazy stuff. Uh, Twinkies, you name it. It was in my fridge. It was on top of my fridge and I was eating it. <laughs> Fortunately, I got back in the gym and, you know, I'm, I'm straight now. But uh, yeah, it was it was definitely a hassle and a half. What about you? Yeah, man. Um, just doing the whole uh, like working from home. I go into the office like once a week or, or like okay. as needed. But yeah, for the most part, man, we just been kind of sheltering in place or whatever they're calling it um <laughs> yeah got a lot of got a lot of housework done um right. you've seen some of the projects that <laughs> that we were able to knock out so i mean it's kind of been a gift and a curse um right you know you get to spend uh more time with the family mm-hmm. um which is good um mm-hmm. in the beginning it was a struggle and i think it was that way for probably a lot of people right um those that live alone i'm sure they went through that extreme like loneliness and then people who are living with other people are like i can't wait till they get out of my face so right once once we got past all that i mean it's been smooth sailing like i said the days and the weeks are just flying by yes sir um it's been rough with like virtually no sports. Um, I know Bruh. that there's, they've been having golf tournaments and stuff like that, but it's just, you know what I mean? It's not, it's, it's not, it's the not same. one of the four. Yeah. So, but basketball should be starting up at yes, the end should. of the month. Um, hockey should be starting here soon. Yep. Baseball should be starting, I believe on the 23rd or 24th of this month. So is that next week? Yes, um, sir. Hopefully, uh, players are able to report to training camp for the NFL. We will see how that goes. See how that goes. Yeah, man. But so since pretty much uh, so the draft is over, pretty much everybody free agents have been signed, stuff like that. So it's very little movement. Now you're just getting some injury reports. Um, so we'll go with more of a non-traditional format for this right. show, kind of like we were talking about before we started recording. Um, 100%. So we'll just kind of we'll kind of kick some things around, not get too political or or too one way or the other um, with it. uh, We do try to stay um, apolitical on this show. Um, Absolutely. But um, obviously, everybody's, you know, familiar with the George Floyd stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. After that happened, we had a lot of uh, protests all over the country, things like that. Yeah. there's been a lot of changes going on. Hopefully, more change for, um, you know, people of color, black people. Hundred um, percent. You know, uh, so that kind of leads me into the first thing um, of change. It seems sponsors were feeling the pressure uh, to then put the pressure on Dan Snyder, uh, yes, the owner of the Washington Redskins, to change the name. Now, anybody who follows football and/or sports shouldn't be new to 
the name Washington Redskins and the controversy that's kind of been surrounded that um, right. it's been long said and or known as a racial slur towards mm-hmm. Native Americans. Yes, sir. Uh, so in my heart of hearts, I kind of figured this day was coming. Um, mm. But here we are. It kind of just happened all at once. So I wanted to get your take or your opinion on the name, like the Redskins officially announcing that they're going to retire the name and the logo. Um, and just like kind of like what your take is on that. Um, I definitely saw it coming, um, especially since Nike and FedEx threatened to pull funding until it was changed. Like that's oh, a yeah. big deal. Um, but even before then, um, just with everything with George Floyd and how change has been taking place across the board in the United States, um, I, I saw that coming within the next year or two. And mm-hmm. I guess um, the owner of um, what FedEx, I mean, or the CEO of FedEx and then Nike, yeah. they said, you know what, we just might as well do it now. Um, just because of how offensive the name is and also um just the bad connotation that comes with it i mean there's other indian names in other sports like you have the cleveland indians you have the florida seminoles and things like that i think the the kansas city chiefs kansas city chiefs but i think the next name that probably will change will be the cleveland indians because that um that imagery and the name indian is actually incorrect but we'll see what happens there in, in, in in baseball but as far as the seminoles and the chiefs um that name is more of an homage situation versus something that's derogatory so i don't see those changing at all Mm -hmm. but getting back to the redskins um i'm gonna go back even a little bit further um a few years when the controversy seemingly came up again and they used i don't you probably you remember this when they used chris cooley as an ambassador uh to for the cause and they put him on first take and everything and stephen a was sitting there and he was like uh and he had his questions ready he was like, so how do you feel about the name Redskins? And, and how do you, have you spoken to the Native American community? And they're like, yeah, we spoke to them, this, that, and the third. And, you know, they're fine with it. We even went out and, you know, spoke to everybody. And they were cool with it. And then Stephen A. sat there and said, well, how many of those tribes that you spoke to are they, how many of them are on your payroll? And then you got quiet. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things where I'm not saying that it was it was a setup per se, but I also think that they spoke to people in that situation who were down for just keeping the name the way it is. Because even Dan Snyder said it himself, he wasn't changing the name for the longest. Yeah, and he I think said it put got, it in all caps. Put it in all caps. So he went out and found a group of people who were willing to side with him who just happened to be Native American, but come to find out, allegedly they were getting kickbacks from the skins themselves. But the, well, the overwhelming majority wasn't finding a name to begin with. Mm-hmm. So... Um, I also think it's one of those things that this was the perfect time to to change that name and and move forward. And I mean, I'm pretty sure you're going to get into some of the possibilities that the name could change too. But oh, yeah. um, it's I mean it's, it's 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 a long time coming, and I'm actually excited for the Redskins for it. Me being an Eagles fan, saying that, but still, I think it's I think it's a good move. Right. So my my overall take um, when I first became a fan of the team back in 2004, um, like I said, I had moved up to the northern Virginia area in 2002 um, Mm -hmm. and I was a fan of the NFL, but I didn't particularly have a team growing up in California um, in the late 80s. And then through the 90s, it was the 49ers. We were down the street from San Francisco pretty much. And there was Jerry Rice, Joe Montana, Steve Young, you know. Um, so you just kind of by default were um, like a 49ers fan. Uh, right. But when I came to the East Coast, again, it was just more a fan of the game. So I would watch um, games. My dad took me to uh, Redskins preseason game mm-hmm. when they were playing the Atlanta Falcons. I'll never forget it because D'Angelo Hall um, was playing for the Falcons at the time. Like I said, I went to high school with him. Um so I was like, oh, cool. Um, but it was just it was just the atmosphere and it was just a preseason game. So I'm like, yo, like, this is cool. Like the fans are great, blah, blah, blah. Right. I didn't know anything as far as like the negative connotation with surrounding the name right. um, or anything like that. And it was just as years went on um, that that I heard it, um, that I looked it up, researched it, uh, those types of things. And I was like, damn, like that kind of sucks. Well, um, so I always thought because you would hear the rumblings, uh, they're going to change the name. They're going to change the name. Then, you know, people are like, well, they're dance, not going to change the name until, um, you know, sponsors start to pull out once, right. once, once his pockets are affected, I think you'll see change. Um, 
Yeah, so we we see or, or hear all the polls. I believe the Washington Post had a poll a couple years ago, and it was like nine out of ten Native Americans aren't offended by the name. Like you said, there was a question there of like who's getting paid to say that. Um, mm-hmm. But fast forward to here we are. Um, I'm I'm all for it. It, it. it it does suck because you know that's my team and mm-hmm. any any memories you've had, both good or bad. So again. The skins haven't won anything by the time I was a fan of them. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, I don't have the Super Bowl memories and, 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 and those things to celebrate. But nonetheless, I'm still like a diehard fan. So it hurts a little bit to know that all that you've known for the team as far as the name and the logo is going to change. But right. some not not how do you say it? Like not all change is bad. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so while it does hurt, it does sting. I am happy. Um, and maybe a rebrand and a reboot is good. So from everything I hear, they're supposed to keep the colors, which right. is cool. Cause I mean, it's burgundy and gold. Like there's people who don't have issue with the team name, but they, they just say burgundy and gold. It's just one of those things. Like you see right. that and you know, like the association it, is with DC. Um, hundred percent. Yeah. And so being on Twitter, you know, I see as as we call it Redskins Twitter and it's it's split some days, 50 50, it seems like and it. Then it teeters towards um, most are hesitant or not wanting to change the name. And then some people are all for it, which then leads us to, well, what are they going to name the team? So you and I were talking the other day. Mm-hmm. And then you saw that mock up that I posted on on um, Instagram. Right. Uh and well, I actually texted to you before I posted it, but it was um, so th- that particular one was the Washington Red Tails. Um, I liked that logo thing that I sent you. I thought it was cool. Whoever did it, even um, the unis were dope. The unis, yeah, were that's fire. what I'm talking. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So I was yeah. like, oh, like, like I can get behind this. And then the Red Tails, you know, most of us know as far as history is concerned, uh, they were the Tuskegee Airmen, um, all right. black fighter squadron. Um, mm-hmm you know, that, uh, pretty much, you know, did their, did their thing in world war two. So, 100%. uh, but then part of me is like, well, let's go ahead and stay away from anything that could potentially be controversial. Right. right. So then I hear red wolves, um, warriors, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones, uh, because I mean, you're going to hear stupid names like, Oh, the Washington monuments, um, right. you know, stuff, stuff like that. So, um, I don't really particularly have a preference. Like I said, they can name the team whatever they want. Either way, as soon as that uh, gear hits the shelves, they can take all my money. Hundred <laughs> percent. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm I feel on that. Absolutely. Um, yeah, man. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting. I mm-hmm. keep hearing like you know differing reports saying that the team is expected to um, announce a new name before training camp. Some right. say some say they'll play this year just as Washington and mm-hmm. like no logo, no nothing, but still the burgundy and gold. So, I mean, there's a mm-hmm. lot in, in the air. I mean, because you got to think like there's a trademark stuff. Uh, there's all the um, branding, merchandising, things like that. And it's like, you don't think about all that goes into it until like, Case in point, walk through the Redskins facilities. Like, you'll see Redskins pencils, bookmarks. Uh, Everything. Yeah, the women have the hair scrunchies. So it's just all those types of things. Um, so I, I don't know. Um, but overall, I think it's it's positive. Fans like myself and some others that are more disgruntled or upset about it, I think they'll come around. Like, you hear, oh, they changed the name. Like, I don't identify with the team anymore. I'm out of here. Da, 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 da. To me, those are the same type of people that say, if X, Y, and Z candidate wins the election, I'm moving to Canada. Like, right. you're, not, you're, not, <laughs> you're, not, you're not moving. That's right. Um, you know, and uh, honestly, I mean, this team was this franchise was hem- hemorrhaging fans um, because anyway, I mean, for, because for decades, I mean, they've just been terrible. Like last year, you went to the game with us, right? We got tickets for like four dollars. Four dollars. We, we sat close to the field. Yeah. So, so when the product st- is no good, you know, you're going to you're like people aren't going to go. And these younger kids coming up in this area now in the age of like uh, social media fantasy like everything's like quick yeah quick on your phone this and that like when you and I were coming up it was your your parents were like sit down we're about to watch 
the Redskins or we're about to watch the Eagles or we're going to watch the Falcons. We're gonna, like, that is a team that you root for. There is no, right. I like, I like Odell Beckham and then I like Jimmy Garoppolo. And then I like, you know what I mean? So yeah, it was all or nothing. Uh, right. Yeah. So you just, it was ride or die. That's what so, it is. so these younger kids are having issues identifying with the team because they're like, why do I want to support a loser? You know? Um, mm-hmm. So hopefully with this, with the with the with the team name change and you know Ron Rivera coming in um, got some decent draft picks. Hopefully, you know the Skins can or you know the Washington Football Team. I will still call them the Redskins until they're not. Um, mm-hmm. But hopefully, the Redskins can put together a good product on the field because winning right. what cures all. So, um, so yeah, defense anyway. is definitely going to be there. Um, defense defense is definitely going to be there like like chase young on one side and then montez sweat on the other with those two d tackles is definitely going to be a problem for and then you still got ryan kerrigan ryan kerrigan's still there um he's still a vet and honestly this year i don't even think it's going to have to work as hard just because of your draft just because of what you guys done had done on defense um but overall i think like you said last point is that rebranding sometimes is a good team is a great thing especially when you know teams would come in and they would fill a half your stadium so it's right. like, so I think this is a smart reboot, um, not just for the culture, but also for the team itself. I think it's a win all the way around. Yeah, I agree. Um, so more to come on that. We'll see. We'll see how that plays out. Ultimately, I'm ready for football. I want to talk about football, not people's feelings and the name change and this and that. And that may sound Absolutely. insensitive, but that's not what I'm getting at. It's just because what I'm saying is like you can argue with somebody till you're blue in the face over whether it was right or wrong and, and all that stuff. And then you get into people who minimize it and they say, oh, just in the cancel culture and all this, uh, these other buzzwords that they come up with. Bottom right. line, racism is wrong, discrimination Honestly. is wrong, implicit yep. bias is wrong, all those yep. things. And we, and we all know it, and that's what it comes down to. So right. all in all, I think the Washington franchise will move forward. Uh, they will prevail. The fans will stick around. They will come back. But winning cures all of that. So Everything. So. Yeah. So sticking within the division, kind of sticking to controversial topics, what was your take on your boy, Deshaun Jackson? I knew that was coming up next. So here's the thing. <laughs> and I'm not um, clowning him. I just really no, want no. to know your take, you know? It's it's the next thing. So first and foremost, I'm one of those people, and you you always have to think about, regardless of how you feel, you always have to think about what you're saying and the message that you're trying to present to people. But also you have to think about how you're going to word it so that anything that you say doesn't get misconstrued or lost in the sauce or lost within the message that you're trying to put out there. Oh, for sure. Point, point in case, friggin' the Sean Jackson. Also, like, before I even get into this, you also have to be careful with the audience that you're presenting to. Mm-hmm. Point in friggin' case, Jeff Lurie and Howie Roseman are both Jewish. Mm-hmm. And the Sean Jackson decided to go on Instagram and then post a picture of a highlighted section of a book uh, of a book that had a quote from Adolf Hitler. And it said, because the white Jews knows that the Negroes are the real children of Israel, blah, 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 uh, to keep American secret from the Jews and will black and the Jews are going to blackmail America. They will extort America and they will pay out, They will pan the world. Domination won't work if the Negroes know who they are. The white citizens of America will be terrified to know that all that all this time they've been mis, uh, mistreating and discriminating and lynching the children of Israel, basically leaning towards the whole idea that um, black people are true Israelites and that whole thing. But mm. here's my point. Any time that you're quoting anything, especially from Adolf Hitler, <laughs> it's going to rub people that are Jewish the wrong way because we've all been to the National Holocaust Museum in D.C. Oh, yeah. Um, some of them, some of them have actually been to um a lot of the so a lot of people have been to the concentration camps over in germany like yeah, this is saying, a, i've been to one over there too right like this is a like, thing dude like i like right. it's crazy um in in hindsight i think he he totally regrets what he said and how he said it because in the end it goes back to it's another distraction to the team. We should be focused on preparing for the upcoming season. Now I've created another distraction. Mm-hmm. On top of the fact that you haven't necessarily been on the field 
for the Eagles <laughs> in a while. <laughs> so you, all your energy should be focused on making sure that you're a tip-top shape, you're healthy and ready to go because you only played the first two games. Mine, granted, it was just a torn rib muscle and not anything to do with his legs, which is amazing to me. But once again, it's just another distraction. And I also think that um, in his response to the backlash, he did make a, a, a few positive moves. Like he had a meeting with um, a, a Holocaust survivor, uh, Edward, right. Mos- Edward Mossberg. He had a whole conversation with him. He plans on going to the Holocaust Museum with, um, with uh, Julian Edelman, um, which is a big deal. So he's, he's definitely making efforts to rectify what he posted and what he said. Also, the Eagles find him. They did not cut him. Why mm-hmm. is that? They set the precedent for that back when it was the Chip Kelly era, and they Riley actually ext- yeah, exactly they extended Riley Cooper. So you can't not fire a guy for deliberately dropping the n bomb <laughs> at a concert. It was Kenny Chesney or something like that yeah. at the link, and right. then another guy says something, and then you don't do the same thing. So I think the consistency was there, and I think um, the reflection and the opportunity for growth and learning was there. Um, I think the Eagles organization handled it perfectly, even though there was plenty of people, oh, we should, we should cut him this, that, and the third. They didn't cut Riley Cooper. Stop it. He's a right. way worse wide receiver. Cut it out. <laughs> so, um, like you just, and like you said, I think this will all go away again because, like you said, winning cures all. Regardless of whatever Deshaun Jackson's message was, it definitely got lost in the sauce. It got misconstrued. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, it, has, it didn't have much to do. I mean, it, it has it has a lot to it has some something to do with the climate that's going on right now. But I think it was just a bigger distraction. I think he should have just focused on what was going on in America with George Floyd, with with what's going on. Because one cool thing now about the NFL, they're allowing the players to speak and and speak their mind and and, and protest and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a long time change. That was a long change coming. Uh, but in the end, like I said, it's just another distraction that that def- that definitely didn't need to take place. So. Yeah, I mean, so I agree. So when I first heard that, you know, kind of like what was going on, I was like, well, what the what what happened? So, um, uh, you know, saw like what happened, but then I immediately saw the steps that he took. Like, you know, everybody's going to do the whole typical PR move and they, you know, uh, try to walk that stuff back. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he actually took the steps to, you know, see where where he went wrong and this is why it's wrong and to learn from you know those who have been personally affected from a situation so i don't care what anybody says they can say oh that's even still just a pr move it's this it's that it's whatever we don't know what he truly benefited from um after the fact by learning and devoting some time to that um but I mean, there was white players in the NFL that, you know, spoke up and they said, you know, no, I don't believe Deshaun Jackson to to truly feel that way. Maybe he was misinformed or, you know, it was just, uh, you know, something like that. So I think we've all had those, you know, put your foot in your mouth sort of moments. So, Mm. I mean. There wasn't much takeaway from that. I didn't at any point think he should be cut, um, even with Riley Cooper. I remember back then, um, because, you know, we hear the N-word, and, and, you know, you and I are both black, so it's like we, we hear that, we're like, yo, is he crazy? You know, <laughs> What's and, wrong with him? <laughs> right, and so we're like, wait, and he still has a job? So, again, I'm not one that's always just quick to have people fired, right? I think there are fireable offenses, um, especially when you're in the public eye and, mm. you know, some sort of a notable figure um but even for him i I, at the end of the day for for riley cooper i I wasn't upset that he didn't get fired because i just wasn't um so yeah so i yeah i mean i definitely wanted to ask you about that um Mm -hmm. now getting more into football type stuff um how like what is your take on just the league as a whole let's just i mean Let's keep it to football, but Mm -hmm. with the coronavirus going on, cases seem to be popping up everywhere across the country now. Um, Do you, A, do you think they should have a season? B, do you think if they start, they'll be able to finish the season? A, I think they should have a season. Have a season makes basically by making sure that everybody's constantly getting tested. Um, I'm waiting to see what this whole bubble situation uh happens with the nba and how effective it is and right. also 
Um, as far as finishing the season, I think that all that's all based upon what happens in the surrounding community of each stadium across this nation. Um, mm-hmm. If people decide to be smart and if they value something as much as football or even, and, and, and it sucks that I have to put it that way because and first and foremost, you should value your own life. Um, mm-hmm. But obviously that's not the case because we got people partying down in Florida all the time. But um, <laughs> in the end, like I said, um, if you value football and you value the sport, um, I think people should appreciate um having sports back and you know there's going to be some people whining about the fact that they they might not be able to see a game this year that's fine but also making sure that you're doing your part out in the community and not increasing the covid situation within your own community so we can continue to watch football mm-hmm. um like um they i think they came out with a press release from our uh, from the philadelphia or the or the pennsylvania um health commissioner saying that it's not safe to have get, uh fans in it fans in the stands during Eagles games right now. So as of right now, there's going to be no fans in the stands. Am I upset about it? No, because at, in the end, I can sit on my couch and still watch football. Right. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I'll, I'll be upset that I won't get to a game this season, but only to a certain degree because I can still watch it from my couch and I won't mm-hmm. be spending $50 on parking and then <laughs> $30 on a pretzel and a cheesesteak. You know what I mean? So it is what it is. So I think we can finish the season as long as people are smart within their community. Yeah. So I, I largely agree. Um, now I would say like, um, it would be hard for the NFL to attempt to do any sort of a bubble situation. It would like the NBA because they're doing the, like basically a condensed season because their season kind of got stopped in the middle. Um, so they're not going to be there nearly as long. So you're thinking a 16 week season, but not only that, but then there's like the, was it the three to four weeks of training camp? Um, Mm -hmm. what did they cut it down to two preseason games or one preseason game this year? So you have all that. That's a long time to expect them to be essentially like away from their family. Now, what I will say is the money that they are getting paid, we would expect them to, um, understand the seriousness of it and Mm -hmm. do truly do all that they can to stay, um, as clean as possible. Um, now that's like, I guess in a perfect world, we would be crazy to think that players aren't going to get it. So long as there's no vaccine, um, I think people are still going to get infected. Um, I think, um, I think it'll be tough. I think if they start the season, so I've, I don't know. I've kind of teetered on, on both of it. Like I'm like, there's no way they'll a be able to start. Right. But Mm. I've since kind of backed off of that a little bit. The reason I say that is because like the NHL is getting ready to start um, MLB and the NBA. So I'm like, well, if they can get started now, like football's not really to like late August, early September. Um, So there's hope there's a chance. Um, I would like to see obviously the 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 season go on for for many reasons. I think for a lot of us it, it I mean most TV shows there's no new episodes. We probably didn't watch nope. everything on Netflix twice. We I'm about right. almost halfway through Disney Plus. I just broke down <laughs> I just broke down and subscribed to that the other day. Um so so that's what I'm saying. So I think for a lot of people, sanity, like live sports would be cool. Now, mm-hmm. I do think it would be funny to see a sporting event with, excuse me, with no fans. Right. It's going to be interesting. Um, but it's I going to be th- like going to, uh-huh. like, especially for basketball, it's going to be like going to the Y and watching a pickup game. It's going to be weird. Right. right. <laughs> you just hear the sneakers like scraping on the floor. Right. Um, the little scuff marks. Um, no, but I think I think people are going to be up at arms when their favorite player or these star players in the league. Um, give me an example. Tom Brady, um, mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers, um, Saquon Barkley. One of them goes down with the coronavirus. Now they're out for a few weeks. How does that impact your team? Um, you know, do you carry more than two quarterbacks? Uh, because you, you, you see what I'm saying? So yeah, like your your roster is gonna have to be on the deeper side a little bit this season, right? Uh, so that so that's so to me those are the things that um, I can see this year if they go through it. 
I could see a right. random team being the champion because it's going to be the survival of the healthiest. So a hundred percent, which, which is no different than actual injury. Right. Right. So, um, It'll be interesting. Either way, I'm still excited about it. But again, that was another question I wanted to ask you and get your take on it. Right. And then my final point is um, hopefully each player um, takes it seriously and hopefully teams and coaching staffs and personnel are trying to think of the best way to make sure everybody is safe. Um, I mean, they have a ton of money, maybe having groceries and things delivered after you leave the practice facility, going straight home type of thing. Right. Um and, and things of that nature. But um, I'm, like like you said, I mean, hopefully we can get it to start. Hopefully we can watch some football this year and hopefully we can see a full season. But I'm, I'm definitely leaning towards like a random champion because right. yeah. you're going to find out weeks where like you're like the number one receiver is going to be out for two weeks because of COVID and, and dumb mm-hmm. stuff like that. So <laughs> now. Now, so you you actually brought up a good point um, when you were first responding to the question as far as like them getting tested often or like daily. So that's been like a hot topic um, like or I should say like a hot button issue um, nationwide when people are saying, well, what makes these athletes so damn special that they can get tested every day and then get the results back so soon Mm. when I got these people over here like they get tested and they're waiting eight days for results. You know what I mean? That's true. That's true. So, so that's what I'm saying. Like all those things are, are, um, very interesting. Cause I mean, Chrissy was the first one to bring that up. She's like, well, what makes them so special? And I was like, yeah. and I didn't really even think about it, <laughs> Right. but supposedly like the leagues are contracting like their own testing facility and all that type mm. of stuff. But again, you're still dealing with a global issue. So right. it's, if this can happen, you know, you're going to get somebody that's never going to be satisfied. Right. So, 100%. so they there can say, go. well, why don't these professional teams put their money towards buying tests and testing facilities for the public? Right. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think you're going to make people happy. I understand it. I mean, like I said, staying out of the political side of why there isn't enough tests um, at this point in the pandemic. Uh, again, I'll stay away from that. But um, if they can get it to where you or I can go and get to, I mean, I was tested for the coronavirus and I got my results and I think it was about two or three days. Uh, it was negative. But um, now in our state in Maryland, um, people are waiting upwards of seven days. And mind right. you, I just got tested two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And it's changed that fast to where, yes, you can still go get tested, but no, you're not going to get your results in two or three days. Now it's seven to 10. Like mm-hmm. that is wild. That's what it was when crazy, when Chrissy got tested, when all this stuff first happened um, mm-hmm. because she was under the weather and right. she waited, I think 11 or 12 days. Before oh, wow. Got, yeah. Before she got her results. So that's, nuts. um, yeah. So if, if, uh, if, if they can have a season, if people can stay as safe as possible, because it's not just the players, it's the coaching uh, coaching staff, it's the, the officials, it's the camera crews, it's the, I mean, everything. So if they could do it selfishly, of course I want them to do it. You know what I mean? Because, right. like, I just want football. I want live sports. Like, I miss it. Uh, we need it. And um, I don't know. I just, I just think that they'll – I think that they'll find a way. I yeah, think that they'll find a way. One hundred percent. So, um, another thing, real quick. Um, since the George Floyd stuff was happening, you saw Roger Goodell release a statement, basically mm-hmm. saying or acknowledging players protesting and like protesting by taking a knee during the national anthem is not about the flag, and it hasn't been about the flag. Mm. Um, but never publicly apologized to Colin Kaepernick or privately um, from from anything I've heard or or read. Do you think um, but I do believe he did say a team a team should sign Colin Kaepernick. Um, Mm. Do you feel he'll he will get signed or get a shot? Like, do you think he will be in somebody's camp? I'll say this. Um, If not camp, he will get signed during the season. Um, just because like you said of the turnaround with COVID and the two mm-hmm. week thing, I think you can't not bring him in, uh, to your, 
team, especially with their when they're being with there being so few decent quarterbacks out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I still have him like talent wise since he's last played because he's been out for like what four years. Yeah. I'd still I'd still put him in the top fifteen if mm-hmm. he were to get a, a legitimate run and a legitimate go at playing quarterback. And like I said, if there's any environment where you can bring him in, I think now would be the environment to bring him in. But um, also, the team that brings him in has to be strong enough to withstand the media attention. Oh, it's going to be a circus. And the questions that will be coming your organization's way. <laughs> so it'll, it would have to be a super strong, super tight organization to be able to pull that off. Um, a Philly, it would have to be a Dallas. It would have to be New, um, England. New England. It would have to be... Even the Chargers at this point, like I, I like after what I've seen from Anthony Lynn and what they've been able to do, he can't even go there. Well, um, and that and it's to me okay. Like the city is big, right? LA, right. But I still feel like it's a smaller media market. Yes. Um. So I think he could eventually blend in. Yeah, you'll get your initial rush of questions and and, and things like that. But I think what keeps teams away is. He's not going to get signed as a starter, right? Nope. Let's just be let's just be real. He'll get signed as a backup. So, right. do you want your backup getting more attention than your starter? Look at when Tim Tebow went to New England. Um, <laughs> look at when he went to play with the Jets. So, um, do you want that now? Like you said, it's going to take a strong organization and and PR teams to just realize and understand it comes, but then it goes. You know what I mean? So, right. Um, but ultimately, to me, um, he doesn't deserve a handout. Meaning, if you can play, then you should play. So I agree. I think, but I, but what I do think is he he deserves an opportunity um, to end up in somebody's camp somewhere. I could see him in a place like Seattle. Oh, um, yep, absolutely. You know, you know, so you get him up there, get him a tryout, which I do believe he actually had a workout with Seattle. Was it two years ago or, or mm-hmm. last year or whatever? Mm-hmm. Um, he was getting ready to have that situation with the Ravens. I, I don't know if it was his girlfriend or something like that. She was on Twitter or something, messed all that up. So, But, again, if the kid can play, he should get signed. Um, Absolutely. That's how I feel about it. I mean, yeah, I don't think he should have been blackballed to begin with. I am happy, honestly, that a lot of players, not just black players, have been standing up saying it's not about the flag. You know what I mean? Like, you got to stop this stuff. So I just, I mean, I hope, again, to me, especially during the pandemic, there's no live sports, no nothing, and all these Mm -hmm. things. Like, a lot of people inadvertently turn to the 24-hour news cycle. They're watching the CNN, Fox, MSNBC, whatever, you know, pick your flavor. Um and we get sucked into the political stuff. Then we get, end up getting divided. We end up, you know, there's so much divisiveness. I mean, even over wearing a mask, it's gotten to the point where if you don't wear a mask or you don't believe in wearing a mask, you must be a Republican. Like, what the hell? That shit is crazy. Nuts. So, so that's why, like, I think once like we can get some sports back people will kind of settle back into life like you know absolutely going to be consumed again with so much news and and all that stuff not saying you shouldn't be aware we should always be aware of what's going on but like i said it gives you a different outlet it gives you something else to focus your energy on um and i'm looking forward to like a good season um one way or the other so i mean we'll see we'll see for sure absolutely but um Real quick, and I don't have the numbers in front of me. Um, what was your and I can't believe I didn't text you about this when Cam Newton got signed. Woo! Right. So what what the hell is up with that contract? Like you telling me he's getting signed to be basically their starting quarterback, but then you have backups and other teams making more than you him. know, like way more. I'm so, you know, seven, eight million dollars a year. Right. And he's basically got very little guarantees. It's mostly an incentive-based contract. It's annoying because this dude took his Panthers to the Super Bowl, and he's a league MVP. Right. And you're paying him chump change. Um, that being said, I think what has hurt him a lot is how, uh, I guess, what's the best way to say it? How, um, how his aura, I guess you can say, just dominates everything. So from his clothing brand to 
how outspoken he is, which I'm not knocking in the, in the slightest bit because that's just who Cam is. Right. Because when Cam's healthy, he still produces on the field. I don't care what anybody says. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's hurt him in, in him being signed. But I think the biggest piece that people forget is the fact that he was released eight days in the free agency. That's a lifetime. Within the first two days, teams are signing quarterbacks that they're bringing into or new quarterbacks or people they're trying to bring in to back up their primary. So the fact that the Panthers screwed him like that, not only that, they actually uh, released him through text message and then called him a day later. You know what right. I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things where I think it's not necessarily Cam, his talent, per se, but um, I think a lot of it has to do with the delay, that eight-day delay, and then on top of that, what you know comes with being Cam. Uh, Or you know what comes with Cam's personality. So I think that's what took so long, but I think the biggest piece is the the Carolina Panthers waiting eight days to release him. Right, right, right. No, 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 for sure. Um, I also, so I guess you would say in New England's defense, right, Cam Newton has spent a lot of time recently hurt. So That's true. Do you tie up a lot of money into him and have him be hurt and sit out again? Um, so there's that. But again, to me, there should be a level of financial respect that comes with somebody who has gotten their team to the Super Bowl and was once a league MVP. Right. Um, to me, as long as Cam has he's got that arm right, he's smart enough, he's good enough. Um, I think Belichick can put something together. I think that right. would shock a lot of people, to be honest, because Cam, 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 in my opinion, is not washed up. He's no. not. He's not done. He's not over the hill. He's not whatever anybody wants to say negatively. I was shocked by the contract. That's all I wanted to. I just wanted to get your opinion on that. Um, yeah, I do think. I, I do think it's a good fit. Um, some people don't see it. I see it before he was released from the Carolina Panthers. We knew he was going to be, and I was just thinking like, okay, where could I see him going? Um, mm-hmm. outside of the Chargers, New England was a place that I said, well, I could see him going there because we knew Tom was leaving. Right. Um, so a lot a lot to be seen there. I was just shocked. Um, that the me, money was so I mean, low. Yeah, I'll just call the contract what it is, disrespectful. Um, it but is then disrespectful. You, but then you look at it like, okay, would he rather be signed than not? I mean, because his other alternative would be to sit and wait until somebody got hurt. Right. Now you're midseason. You've got to come in and try to develop chemistry, learn the offense, all these things. Um, so a you're going to be weeks. <laughs> right, and then you're going to be behind on that, and in, in in that regard, and then at least this way, he's on a team. There's some stability there. He can get in, learn the system, do well, um, and compete for know. a starting job. Cause of course, it's, so it's Stidham. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stidham, yeah. and apparently they were they were confident in Stidham, but at the same time, it's Cam Newton. Like if he's sitting there, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I would definitely bring him in. No, for sure. And they uh, still ha- and they definitely still have reasonable pieces. Like um, they still got Edelman. They still have Sanu. Sonny Michelle's there. I'm pretty sure White's still there. Mm-hmm. So they still got a couple of things that they can work around. So um, I'm and like that's one of those teams where I'm gonna have to watch. Like I oh, have to sure. watch the Patriots now. I have to watch yeah. the Patriots, and then I also have to watch Tampa Bay now because that's what Tom Brady is with Gronk <laughs> yeah. and and, and uh, Mike Evans and all those guys out there. So we'll see. Yeah. Um. I'm just gonna throw a name out here. You tell me, do they get signed and where? Uh, Josh Gordon. Ooh, if he gets signed, where could he go? First of all, uh, I think he'll get signed, but I wouldn't mind okay. seeing. I wouldn't mind seeing him. Like I keep, I, I don't know for for whatever reason, LA just keeps popping in my head. Whether it's the Rams or the Chargers. Uh huh. Um, what do you think? Well, you got to keep them off the East Coast. They got the good weed out there. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. So that's what, that's, what I, that's what I would see him. I'd see him out in L.A. somewhere. So um, Kelvin Harmon, uh, six-round draft pick for us last year, um, mm. tore his ACL. So he's out mm. for the season. So that immediately – I mean, our wide receiver core already had question marks, right? So now you're like, there's a glaring need. Um, that, that, me, would, I, that would piss me off if he, was, if he became a Redskin. <laughs> right. So, so Josh Gordon tweeted um, 
the little eye emoji, you know, the joint where the eyes are looking sideways. Right. uh, At Dwayne Haskins. And then Dwayne Haskins tweeted it back. So either they about to go on a date or they're trying (laughs) to figure out how he can get signed here. And look. I'm in favor. Yeah, I'm 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 in favor of him being signed here. My only reservation clearly is going to be the substance abuse. So as long as you can have a team friendly deal, which allows you to get out of it, should you need to. um, And you're not going to pay him a bunch of money. Clearly, uh, I think I think you can get it done. Him and McLaurin, dude, yeah. That would be vicious. That's, that's disgusting. I, I right. don't even like to think about it. <laughs> and then, and then there's 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 Latimer, but I'm hoping yeah. he, I'm hoping he, you know, basically pans out because I right. feel like, you know, so many so many times it doesn't. Um, Thaddeus Moss, I'm hoping he can develop into a decent tight end. Um, I think he'll be fine, especially with his dad out there. His dad gonna be out there with the burgundy and gold chilling. Yeah, coaching yeah. him up a little bit. Yeah, that is, you know, uh, since watching him at LSU last year, the kid can ball. Like he has hands. Like he's mm-hmm. he's definitely he's definitely cut from a similar cloth like, like his dad. So right. I think it's more for him. In my opinion, I think it's more about route running and understanding the offense more than anything. I think he's still yeah. a little bit raw there, but the hands are definitely there. The kid yeah. can catch. No, 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 for sure. And he's going to have to work on that blocking, too. Oh, blocking, 100%. Um, That's true. Yep. I feel like it's almost becoming a lost art with tight ends. Right. Uh, but uh, so I'll give you another name. Uh, I think you already know. Antonio Brown. What's your What's your thoughts? Um, If it's not the Ravens, then he's probably not going to get signed anywhere. Um, I think him with there with his cousin would help out a lot. Um, they've already worked out together with Lamar Jackson. I think they have a pretty solid organization to handle the media backlash. But mm-hmm. if it's not the Ravens, I don't see him going anywhere. Yeah, so I've also been seeing um, people wanting to kick the tires on Antonio Brown as far as Washington organization. Strong yeah. coach like Ron Rivera, they, yep. they feel like he'll be able to kind of um, keep him keep him wrangled in. He mm-hmm. has been working with Dwayne Haskins the last couple of weeks down in Florida. Um mm-hmm. To me, I take Josh Gordon over Antonio Brown. Hundred percent. Clearly, the talent that Antonio Brown has it's 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 like ungodly. It's it's you know it's Hall, Hall of Fame Hall of Fame talent. I right. mean, no question about it. But do you deal with somebody who has? I think he still has pending legal um, issues, so I don't believe he'll be signed until those are at least cleared up. But. Mm-hmm. You know, has has he gotten counseling? Th- those are the things that I would want to know. Since you know those episodes last year, like what what have you done to better yourself mentally? Um, right. And because you bring him in for a meeting, you can sit down, you can talk before you know you make a decision one way or the other. If you get that warm fuzzy feeling and you feel like he can help your team, mm-hmm. then that's fine. But us having such a young quarterback, I don't. I don't know how it's going to be, and especially because our line is a little bit suspect. We just don't know. So if it doesn't hold up well enough for a long, deep route to develop and you're not getting the ball, right? how are you going to react? If we tend to be more of a screen game and run, run heavy, what are you going to do? Because you might get one ball a game, deep ball. You know, you might get some intermediate or crossing routes, something like that. Are you going to be able to be okay with that? Um, so that's the only – those that plus the just, again, how much of a wild card he is, I would tend to stay away. But I wouldn't not have the meeting, if that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. Um, but if it came between him him and Gordon, I'm going to I'm going to go with Josh Gordon because I think he gives you clearly uh, all the athletic ability. Um, mm-hmm. He can catch and all that. Stuff. He just has to stay clean. I mean, right. stay away from substance abuse. Um, and I don't either one. I don't think is going to cost you a ton of money. No, it's not. And the last thing you need to worry about is him shooting a music video on the middle of your football field instead of watching game tape. That'd be crazy, man. Well, <laughs> I remember, I think somebody, um, somebody, um, posted, I think, was it the music video? Uh, it was him and a bunch of white girls or something like that. Something crazy like that. And, some, like, like, and he was like really trying to rap. Really trying to rap. And it was terrible. And I think, and I think he was hoarse. I think he had like strep throat or something. So it even sounded even weirder, but it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, he was just a whole, a whole mess. Like he, um. He he was I mean I don't know 
Yeah, yeah, crazy. Um, so yeah, I, I, <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, man. So, um, is there anything else you wanna? We can. Um, last person I think we should bring up is Jadavian Clowney. Where do you think he's gonna end up? Oh boy. Um, I actually was thinking about that the other day. I was driving home and they were talking about him. Um, I honestly, I don't know. Um, Mm -hmm. I thought he would sign in Seattle to like a long-term deal. Um, but then I can also see him in San Francisco. Right. If if they can get obviously like the numbers right or or whatever. I don't know. I mean, because he's um he's he's such a good talent that I feel like he could fit almost in anybody's system. I mean, hell, you could send him to Cleveland and pair him with Miles Garrett who just signed a monster deal, 125 million. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Like that's one player I, I I haven't really nailed down where I just it's like a slam dunk fit. What about you? That man has been hinting at coming to Philly for the past oh, month right. and a half. Yeah, yeah I so I think we would be the perfect fit for that man just because we don't play the same four guys on the field like all game. And I think health. I think one of his biggest concerns is health. Um, and I think him with his skill set and then our ability to rotate seven to eight guys all game, mm-hmm. um, I think he can make it through a whole season and still be effective. Um, now, everybody's like, yeah, well, he, he took out Carson Wentz last season in the playoffs, this, that, the third. Yeah, but if you think about it, if, we, if he ends up on another team that we face in the playoffs again, would you rather have him on the same sideline or across <laughs> from you coming right. at your quarterback? Um, in my opinion, I'd rather have him on the same sideline. And I just think having him as another piece on that defensive line that's already immaculate, um, just just like on paper, um, him helping out at the DN spot, especially with an aging Brandon Graham, and then you have Derek Barnett coming off an injury, I think um, it would help out a lot having a vet like that to be hellacious in shutting down the rest of the run game across the rest of our division because at the in the end – Everybody has a running back. Everybody has a run game. Um, mm-hmm. And everybody has somebody that can legitimately throw the ball. Um, so, I mean, anytime you can limit the time in the pocket, anytime you can also assist in stopping that run game, by all means, bring them in for the right place, for the right price. So, um, hopefully, you'll end up in Philly. We'll see what happens. Yeah. So, now with him, is he looking for a long term, like, give me the money type deal? Because I feel like everything. With him, has just been kind of like dinking and dunking with contracts. Um, he, yeah. With then, him, so, oh, go ahead. I think he's willing to take a, a discount for a winning team. I think that's what the consensus is. But ultimately, I think he's looking for that last contract or, right. or a, a long-term contract. But I think he's willing to take like a one- to two-year deal to set up that one that that final contract but we'll see what mm-hmm. happens yeah because then that's what i was going to say it's like what depending on what his expectations are and what your organization is looking to do and mm-hmm. then obviously there's a salary cap space and all that stuff that would come right. into play so right. yeah i mean it'll be interesting um for sure i feel like wherever he goes so long as he stays dedicated i mean he'll 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 ball out for sure 100 percent so the last thing I think we should talk about, um, it is July 15th. This is effectively the deadline and it's past four o'clock. So yeah, it's already past four o'clock for Dak Prescott and the Cowboys to come to a long-term deal. So it looks like he'll be sitting on that franchise tag for mm-hmm. what was it like 35.9 million this year or something crazy like that. Yeah. And then, so. and, um, in my opinion, this is what I think Jerry Jones is thinking. I think he's like, I'm going to let this guy play out this season in a stacked NFC conference and then go back to the table with even less money. I mean, or, <laughs> or less than what he was – or reasonably less than what he was asking for because everybody was like, oh, well, well, people who I've talked to, oh, Pat Mahomes got paid, so the price just went up for Dak Prescott. Well, Pat Mahomes, not only did he win a Super Bowl, he right. dislocated his knee, came back, and won that Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Right. And it's a completely different 
level of talent when you're talking about oh the two don't Dak, even compare don't even compare Dak Prescott compared to Patrick Mahomes there's a guy who can make every throw just by flicking his wrist and then a, and and then there's a guy who ended up being fourth in the league with or team on a team that ended up being fourth in the league with drop passes so right. um and I think I contribute some of that to Aaron throws but in the end um you can't take away his his rookie season you can't take away the fact that I think he's like the second winningest quarterback since 2016, um, right. just based on the team, just based on what's been around him. Um, and you also can't take away he has a playoff win. So I don't think he should get less than, I want to say, 32, 33 million. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking he's been asking for like closer to 40, which is a high, which is a little bit more unreasonable, depending. I mean, thinking about what the Cowboys have already allocated to other players and then what you're trying to do in the future, because right. if you pay that man 40 million, you're hamstrung for two to three seasons. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. I, how do I say it? Like, I feel like the best situation for Dallas is let him play. Well, basically for both sides, the way I see it is play, play on that, um, franchise tag, right? He's mm-hmm. clearly going to make just in that one year way more money than he did his other four years combined. So, right. um, you go ahead and if you basically play the Kirk Cousins game, you bet on yourself. And right. they kept they kept signing Kirk to, um, you know, like the franchise deal. I don't believe Dallas or any other team uh, with any smarts would would do that silliness that Washington did for those couple years, but. Yeah, go out there, show me what you got, you know, knock it out of the box. Um, but if he's asking for close to $40 million a year, I would fully expect him to get that team to the NFC title game. Uh, anything less than that, I think he, in my opinion, is right around that, I don't know, I'd say 30 to $33 million um, a year. And yeah, the part of Mahomes' monster deal is going to reset the market, right? Any any player right. that gets a contract, it's the latest, the greatest, it's the highest, it's this, it's that, you're going to reset the market. I mean, clearly at some point, you're going to reach a bubble and it's going to come back down. But I don't, I personally don't believe that Dak is worth I mean, anything close to Mahomes' money. I mean, the, the only thing they share in common is skin tone. Like, outside <laughs> of that, like, you know, outside of that, I mean, you got Patrick hey, Mahomes. Yeah. Like, he was a Super Bowl winner, Super Bowl MVP. Right. He was a league MVP. Like, or was he league MVP or rookie? No, he wasn't rookie of the year. He was league MVP. It was yeah, a year before yeah. It was a year before um, they won a Super Bowl. So, right. that's what I'm saying. Like, his resume is legit. And Dak has been around, what is this, his fifth year coming up or fourth year? Like, Yeah, fourth, fifth year. So worst case scenario, you still got Andy Dalton. I mean, people people clown Dalton, right? But, I mean, he got his team to the – I mean, whether it was him, but, I mean, the Bengals went to the playoffs for multiple years. They just never got past the first round. Right. So to me, it's reasonable to, to believe – that if he's in a different system with better weapons around him, I mean, hell, AJ Green was always hurt. He he had a running back one year and didn't really have one the next year. He had a, yeah. a slot receiver here and maybe a wide out there, and, but it was never all together. So it was never a complete team, right? Right. So I think I think if ultimately uh, they can't agree on anything after this season, you let Dak go. Somebody will sign him, um, and then you can roll with Dalton. Um, or depending on how shitty your season goes, I mean, they, they can get Trevor Lawrence for all right. I know. Right. So, I mean, yeah. it's it's um, it's hard to tell. Uh, these are the kind of stories I like to follow. Yes, even though the Redskins' name is changing, I will still continue to poop on Dallas. I don't care. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh. and I, I already saw the memes. They said, uh, like, Dak Prescott will forever hold, like, the highest winning percentage against the Washington Redskins because they won't be playing with that name anymore. So it's not like, you know, Washington could come back and beat Dallas a couple times to, to bring that percentage down. But I still don't care, meaning uh-huh. I, I'm still going to hate Dallas just just as much um but it's all in good fun right so um yeah man well this this was this was fun uh like i said it's 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 been it's been a while uh yeah man 
I feel a little uh, a little rusty. Uh, but what I want to do is before we get off air, I do want to give a shout out to my guys out in California that I grew up with. Yes, uh, they sir. Started, they started a podcast. It's a zoned in podcast. You could look them up on Instagram, uh, zoned underscore in underscore podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. It's my buddy, Glenn, Keith, Mario, and Damien. Uh, they're discussing all things sports and culture. You can find them on all platforms, wherever you get your podcasts. Yes, sir. Um, you know, so and <laughs> so they're an interesting group of people, first and foremost. Like I said, I mean, I, I pretty much grew up with them, but they all like different teams. Right. Um, and and for those that like to talk or listen um, and, and, and hear about, again, all things culture, whether it's music, current events, um, different sports other than just football. Uh, go ahead and check them out, man. They're young, yeah. young, young podcast. They've got a handful of episodes out. There you uh, go. But yeah, um, I I actually want to get Mario on. Hopefully, now that yes, we've sir. kind of figured out this like Zoom thing, yes, um, sir. I always value his um, fantasy experience, um, and collectively, each one of those guys. Hopefully, maybe we can get him on on a weekly or biweekly basis for like yes, a, a team insider thing. And Mario likes the Dolphins and and so on and so forth. So, Ooh, um, so you know, just come up. well, right? Yeah, so. So it'd be cool to get get some stuff, um, mm-hmm. you know, working with them. Uh, like I said, they're my boys from out in California. It's a Zoned In podcast. Go yes, ahead and check them out. But as always, Marcus and I are the Average Sports Guys podcast, and we do yes, appreciate sir. you listening. Again, this is episode 31. 30, and, yep. And until next time. Yeah. We're out.